Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is LV, who is a mountain athlete, transformation coach, and author. Elle made a bold decision to leave her practice, her identity, and years of past baggage so she could rediscover herself and build a life on her terms. In today's episode, she and I talk about her book, The 90-Day Life, How to Live More in Three Months Than You Have in Three Years. Elle's passion is to help people wake up to the epic version of themselves that's waiting to break free. Welcome to Lifeology. James, thank you so much for having me. I was thinking when two people come together to talk about building a beautiful life, it's a great thing. So I'm excited for our conversation. Well, I am as well. You know, I had such a fantastic pre-call talk and I didn't realize you were in DC. You gave up your practice. You went to Miami. I mean, just like me, it's like we are twins. I'm obviously the younger one, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's such a pleasure to have you on my show today. <laughs> I'm Open up more moisturizer. <laughs> I love it. No, I told you, I love your glow. It's gorgeous. I'm motivated now. (laughs) Now you and I actually met a year ago. We met a year ago. um, I think through LinkedIn or something like that. And so many things happened for you. The person I met and that was how we met, it was a different, I don't say version of yourself, but perhaps it was. And then when you came back, when you decided to be on my show this time, I was like, oh, wait, who is this? And then of course, oh my gosh, of course I know who you are because I knew under different pretense, not say pretense, different version. Walk me through the changes of who you were versus who you are today. Yeah. Well, I would first say the surface version is I was this mm-hmm. high achiever with this great career. I had everything on paper. It looked good. I could describe my life to someone and they say, you're doing great. You're living in a city. You have your career. Everything's wonderful. 
but I knew that it wasn't the path I wanted to stay on. I was feeling stressed and mm-hmm. burned out. I was surrounded by suits and status. And I just felt this rub, this like deeper itch inside that something was off. Something was awry. Now, yeah. I changed my circumstances in life completely. But the real story and the deeper story is I was a woman who was on a really destructive path. I had my mm-hmm. own fears, insecurities, false beliefs, Mm -hmm. pretenses that I had to prove myself to the people in my life in the world. And that led to a a cascade of stress and burnout, which led to a cascade of um, really self-destructive behaviors where I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't um, in good relationships. I was in toxic relationships, Mm -hmm. dealing with anxiety and depression and gaining weight. And when you're in the world of alternative medicine, that's tough because you aren't really living into that version either. So I realized that there, it wasn't so much about changing my circumstances, but it was about changing who I was and who was in the Mm -hmm. mirror every single day. And it was a woman who was not on the right path and who was letting baggage and outdated stories that weren't even known get the best of her. So I had to change myself from the inside first because I knew that if I didn't, no circumstances would save me from that downward spiral. Mm -hmm. So I ended up leaving my private practice. I ended up leaving my possessions. I sold everything I owned. I lived nomadically for a year and a half. I realized that there was a lot of baggage I needed to let go of. So I did that physically in my outside world. But most important and the biggest thing I want to emphasize today is that there's things in our inside world that we have to shed. And for me, I really explored building this new identity that had always been there, you know, she'd always been there. And for each of us, there's a version of ourselves that's always there. We just have to determine, are we willing to get through the walls that have been built around us and go deeper? Mm -hmm. Or do we keep living on the surface? So that's how I came to this point. It was a lot of revelation and a lot of really hard internal work that my hope is to be able to help people go through that same journey and save a lot of time. Unlike I did, because <laughs> it took yeah. me a while to get here. <laughs> I know, and I did it, yeah. but you know, I, I really want to relate to that. First off, thanks so much for sharing that. I, I love the authenticity because you know sometimes people see us on the mountaintop and they don't realize what happened in the valley, the multiple valleys, the death valley, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's so great to see you know hear your story as well, the origin story, because you know with that authenticity, you create an urgency in people of what you have inside of you has always been there and it wants to get out. But for whatever reason, whether it's fear, whether it's circumstances, whether it's expectations from other people, we don't allow that healthier epic version of ourselves to be released. Why do you think that is for most people? Um, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think first, societally, we are taught to live in a certain way. I think we are taught to live in a a series of milestones, you know, do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. And once you're in your lane, once you're in your path, it is much more difficult for us to break away from that because there's so much stigma out there of if you do something, you could be reckless or you should feel guilty Mm -hmm. for doing something like this by, by maybe uprooting or changing your, your family's lives. And I also want to provide context. I never encourage anyone that you have to completely change your life to find your truth inside. In fact, a lot of times, if you find your truth inside, you appreciate the life around you more. So I think of what happens for a lot of people is they don't realize how much they bring with them along the way. And we end up living in Mm. this cage of these false beliefs we were given very early, these fears that other people told us Mm. when we were young, trying to protect us, Um, these ideas of what's possible, what isn't, what path should you go on and what path is ridiculous. And before you know it, you're adopting all of these ideas that you think are yours. 
But if you actually take a second mm. and listen, you realize none of them are yours at all. Um, it makes me think of a quote, and I'd like to share it with you because it'll take about two seconds. Sure. And it's from this um, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. As a Vietnamese monk, huh. and he says, silence is something that comes from your heart, not from outside. Silence doesn't mean not talking and not doing things. It means that you're not disturbed inside. So I share that because huh. people who are on a path where maybe things look good, they think that trying to do more and achieve more and cross more things off of a list will be the thing that makes them find mm. their happiness. But they're disturbed yeah. inside still because there are things lingering. Everyone has something lingering deeper. It could be a coping mechanism or self-sabotage, things that are harder to address. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm all about we have to go down into the rabbit hole. The surface fixes don't work. The self-help platitudes don't work. We mm -hmm. have to go deeper. The mm -hmm. pain is there, but that's also where the truth and the liberation is too. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. I, I love the I love that part of <laughs> what the monk said. You know, I, I was thinking about that for myself, and, and we're all incredibly busy. I'm no different than anyone else. But I've, I found in probably the past couple months, there's a lot of distractions. You know, so I, I've my platform is, is a beautiful platform, and I'm very happy with it. Everyone has their own things as well. But I found that as as my platform grows, I have a lot of opportunities, and uh, and so sometimes those opportunities are incredible. And sometimes I'm like, sure, I'll do this. But then when I take that step back, I'm like, wait a minute, that's, those are expectations. This is, this is something I could, or I could do, but at the end of the day, does this create stillness for me? And so when I find that stillness within myself and all of a sudden, all the noise, amazing noise, or just other distractions in general, really helps me go down to the part of me that says, let all that I am wait quietly. So my, so my faith, I have a faith in God. So there's something I read that mm -hmm. said, let all that I am wait quietly before you for my hope is in you. And so for me, when you wait quietly and you find that stillness within yourself, that really gets to the heart of who you are. So you break through, you know, we all, as, as a therapist, you know this as well, the onion aspect, you peel the onion away and what's mm -hmm. really at that core. And so when you wait so quietly and you find that stillness of, of who you are, that is where that intrinsic peace comes. That's where the heart of who you truly are. And from that, then you can see how to rebuild that to see what now this is the epic life that you talk about that I want to build. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's two layers to that that are so important. And I'd like to touch briefly on both. The first is a lot of times when people are trying to evaluate and think about life, they're thinking too much. They're using their head far too much. And I find that a lot of times the reason why I, I emphasize silence and how you can actually create urgency with that silence is when you use your mind to ask yourself the right questions. Is this the right path? Is this the right fit? But actually observe yourself. You have to listen to what your heart and your gut are telling you more mm -hmm. than anything else. Your yeah. mind will try to logically say, James, this is a great idea. You should absolutely do it because you're flooded and it's awesome and you should pursue everything. And you can logically <laughs> talk yourself into something just as right. much as people yeah. can logically talk themselves out of something. So the underlayer yes. I see, and it was a wake-up call I had, I talk about this in my book, but if people feel like there's this disconnect in their life and they feel empty or restless. Things look good, but but they don't feel like they're content or maybe the opposite. Things just are not going in the right direction. I talk about this idea called the ping and I love talking about it because we have these moments in life 
I believe, where mm-hmm. our soul, our, our truth, our being, whatever word you want to use, is trying to tell us something. It's trying to say, no, go this way, go this way. And I remember when I was in D.C., I saw a post from an old college roommate of mine, and she was up somewhere in the Cascade Mountains, decked in mountaineering gear, on a summit, on top of the world, surrounded by all these beautiful snow-capped peaks peeking through the clouds. And I just said to myself, oh, I wish I could do that. And it made my heart hurt. And interestingly enough, along the way, as I've made my own changes and my own transformation, people have said to me, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. And then I realized people need to Mm. understand that there's a inner evolution they need to go through. And it's not, I wish I could do that, but you need Mm. to listen to those moments when your soul is saying, no, you want this, go here, not here, go here. And then ask yourself the question, how can I do that? How can I make that possible? How can I fold that into my life? I think we're taught to ask questions that make us feel fear and make us want to stop in our tracks or make us be overly ambitious and do completely the opposite. So you have to observe (laughs) yourself and you have to observe those signs because they are there, not to be cliche, but I I always say, listen to the pains. If there's something that's making your heart hurt, you need to pause and observe and then see what do I need to do to pivot that way. And for me, that meant going away from suits and status to summits. And I... I'm so grateful. And it took a lot of courage to do that, but you, you do have to go deeper. I, I appreciate that. And that's what it's, it's so interesting because we all have those pivotal, pivotal moments and sometimes we don't realize a piv- pivotal moment is happening. And so when we all of a sudden, just for example, if you hadn't really paid attention to that photo, you know, that was a huge moment for you. So if you had seen it like, Oh, it's great. And then you were distracted by something else or you went a different way, who knows what would have happened. I mean, I believe you would have gotten to there eventually, but once again, when we do that, sometimes we take a little bit longer than we should. Um, <laughs> but it was, what yeah. was going to say here? The, um, the, the <laughs> but the part of that that I think is so, so fascinating is everything that if, if we feel like this is what I want to do, but I'm not sure. I, I always think that, you know, in psychology, what you think about determines what you feel, determines how your body responds. If we're aware of how we act or how we're acting in the moment, that's a huge tell. So if I'm, if I have unrest within me, how am I showing up in the world? If I'm annoyed with you or if I'm annoyed in traffic all the time or I'm, you know, I'm late for my business meetings or wherever that is, your body is telling you something. So I think that's a really good entry point for a lot of people to say, if they don't know what they want to do, well, how are you, how is your, your comportment? How's your behavior? How are you manifesting? What are you doing in your life? Because that's going to immediately tell you if that's the direction you're supposed to go. So you're talking about if your heart is, um, how your heart feels, et cetera. And some people don't, don't can't feel that then just simply look at how how is your body <laughs> do you have aches and pains in a certain place your body will always tell you what you need to know and that's like oh gosh well if i if i'm not in this traffic all the time and i'm on a mountaintop hmm, that, that feels a lot better for me let, let me try that and so i think it's a really good easy basic thing for people to do is just simply say how does my body feel when i do something yes and i think it's really important that people go that layer deeper and ask themselves the question what's this really about And you could apply Mm -hmm. that to so many things, because if we feel really trapped in who we are, which can happen and manifest in a lot of ways, you've mentioned aches and pains, we could see it in self-destructive behaviors, reckless decisions, coping mechanisms, um, uh, patterns that repeat themselves, wanting to accomplish something, but self-sabotaging your progress, right? There's, There's a whole litany of things. And a lot of times people, and I think societally we're taught, stay on the surface and mask the symptom. And if you mask the symptom and you don't feel that ache, then you'll be fine and you can keep going, right? Yeah. And 
you can keep going, but it's not sustainable. And that's why we're seeing the stress and the burnout continue to grow. And it's not just because of COVID. Mm -hmm. There's so much more deeper happening in the world. So I think it's really important that if people find themselves really confused or unsure and they're not sure where to go, but they find that they're kind of lashing out in the world or they don't feel like themselves, just ask, what's this really about? Like, it's never about the dishes when a couple fights. Um, it's never, um, it's never about the the food or the alcohol. It's about the the misery inside. Like there's something more, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes really scary concern. to go down that hole. Yeah, and it, it can be very challenging to go down that hole. And I think that's why I'm always such an advocate. I know you can very much appreciate that. I you have to have guidance in that journey. And I think when people feel mm-hmm. either afraid to face the guilt and shame of their own behaviors and decisions, or afraid to feel labor labeled or stigmatize like what we see in anyone from executives Mm -hmm. to athletes it's very easy to keep that inside and put on the good face and i prefer in the quiet space as a guide to rip the scab off and take them on that deeper journey and and the mountain analogy is huge because for me i think of taking my clients on an expedition where they're going up to their summit to their next level of themselves but we Mm -hmm. have to go to the valley first and the valley's tough yes. and you're going to be surrounded by a lot of obstacles. And, but, but if you can climb higher uh, and see what's around you, it's, it's a powerful journey. So there were a few layers in there and I appreciate you prompting that. Oh, of course. Yeah. And for those of you just joining us, I'm talking with LV. We're, we're reviewing her book, The 90 Day Life, How to Live More in Three Months Than You Have in Three Years. Let's transition into that book. So what happened for you that says, I need to write this book? Yeah, it was really twofold. I think first I realized in my own journey that if I needed to break away from the self-destructive cycle I was in, I had to do things drastically and I had to do things quickly. I had found myself year after year going through the same maneuvers of making the birthday wishes and the New Year's resolutions and trying a goal and falling off pace and then wondering why that wasn't happening. And I realized with respect to the world of self-help and personal growth, I needed to go deeper and create deeper urgency for people to be able to accelerate the journey that they're on. And I love that we're doing this interview at this time of the year. It's the end of January. And this is when the headlines will start to come out. We're telling people that people are failing in New Year's resolutions. People are falling off the bandwagon. So as I was changing my old life, James, I actually realized that people everyone is suffering. Everyone is struggling in their own way or feels off in their own way. And then I was asking myself, why is that happening? And then I asked myself, well, how can I teach people to create urgency in their own life? When I now at that point had conversations with people saying, I wish I could do that. You're so lucky. That wouldn't be possible for me. And I started to realize that two things needed to happen. I needed to help people get past their deeper blocks and I needed to help them do that with urgency because the most common obstacle people will come to me with, whether that's just people talking about their story or people who want to work with me, they'll say things like, I'd love to be able to do this, but I'm... I'm afraid of what people will think of me. Um, This is something I've been wanting to do, but it's not the right time. And then I've also seen people who will wake up in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and they'll say, I wish I would have done something different. I wish I would have used my time better. So my book on the surface is a book about urgency, and it's a book about living without regrets, but it's not a book about living into your bucket list so much as it is about not wasting time, not being who you are and not Mm -hmm. letting the, the teachings in our world that I think happen subconsciously that 
you're going to fail. This isn't going to work. You should be afraid to pursue mm-hmm. something different. It's reckless to do that. It's actually not. I wanted to write this book to help people realize that if there's something deeper that either needs to change or something deeper that they either need to pursue, they need to ask themselves, what's the worst case scenario if I pursue it? That's not the question. It's what's the worst case scenario if I don't? What type of example am I leading to the people that I love if I don't change, if I don't pursue something deeper, mm. if I don't pursue something more meaningful? Yeah, it's it's a lot of times people allow fear to control their action or lack thereof. I find that if we can actually channel fear in the same way, it's not ignoring it, but use it in that mm-hmm. idea of the fear of not trying. Now ask those questions. So if people ask themselves anything, I wrote this book so people can ask themselves, what if I don't do this? What if that doesn't happen? And what does that mean for the people in my life if they get a subpar version of me? And that, my friend, I yeah. feel like is such a different catalyst for people to wake up and create mm-hmm. change that will sustain them, not just be a quick band-aid or fix, but actually sustain them to something deeper. You know, even hearing that, you know, I think of myself as, wow, if I don't, if, if I don't change, what, what legacy am I leaving for my family? What legacy am I leaving for my brand? You know, and something that, that's so important because that, that really stirs that urgency because, you know, we, time, like you, you talked about before, uh, time just doesn't replenish. And so the, the urgency aspect of if I don't do this and this is what it is, then I've squandered my life. And obviously no judgment whatsoever because we all have decisions and choices we make, but to really reframe that to say, wow, how will my life be if I don't do this? And so I think that is such a powerful reframe because it really puts things in perspective in so many ways. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because being an avid mountain lover, I could throw mountain analogies everywhere. And in this, I think about this concept of the summit window and I can't help myself. It's just me. Right. And there's this idea in the mountains. I talk about this in, in my book and in my expedition program about the summit window in the actual mountains, Himalayas, as an example, every spring, there's this window of time where you can actually summit the mountains. It's not even a season. You get a couple of days where the currents and wind streams are quiet enough that it's not blowing a hundred miles per hour that you're not getting feet of snow and caught in a storm. It's the last place you want to be. You have days and people will spend tens of thousands of dollars to get a chance for a couple of days. It is a window of time. And once it's gone, it's gone and you have to wait another year. So I talk to people about this. They'll wow. say, I'm so inspired by listening to your story, or I'm so inspired by this podcast or your book. It's great. And it's wonderful. Like that's part of the point. You have to have inspiration as a catalyst. But I love to say, don't miss your summit window because your inspiration right now, this wake up call you're having will never feel as real. The pain that you feel inside will never feel as raw. The emotions and the thoughts and the questions that you're asking will never be as on the surface as it is right now until another thing happens, maybe another interview or another book or another opportunity that could be months to years down the road. You don't know. So I, I really encourage people to listen to their summit window because it's happening all the time. Actually, you need to recognize Mm -hmm. that that wake up call you're having right now will never feel as real. And if you let it slide, logic will kick in and excuses will kick in and say, Mm -hmm. Oh, just wait, life is good. Just be fine. Just ride it out a bit longer. And that's why we see the quarter life crisis and the midlife crisis and the slumps and happiness and all of these things. So use the summit window and you actually can create it. You don't have to wait for some mountain out there. You can actually create it by seeking things that will inspire you to change. Yes. 
I love the the concept of the summit window and it's, I'm excited. I'm like, I want to go to this. I'm going to go to the Himalayas and do this. Let's do it. <laughs> I always think there's like a season of grace or a season of inspiration. So when something happens, you've, you're given the creativity, you're given the drive, you're given the motivation to do something. And then if you wait a little bit longer, a little bit longer, then all of a sudden it starts to dwindle and starts to get less and less and less. And so it's unfortunate because we all have these amazing opportunities. And if we don't take that time to really sit with that and focus on that, then unfortunately that starts to be depleted or either a logic, uh, we logic ourselves out of it or all these things happen. All of a sudden that beautiful moment that was given to us is now perhaps given to someone else or something else happens. And now we're back in the same hamster wheel until something else comes along. I do really love how you said that you can create opportunities. I always think the way, the way I look at this is I do all the hard work and then my higher power creates the opportunities. And so when you work together, that the opportunities are there all the time, but there's nothing worse than having an opportunity open up and you're not ready for it. And so all of a sudden, if I have this beautiful thing that's come to me, but if I haven't been using my, my talents, my time and my energy, my creativity to hone my skills, then all of a sudden when that opportunity comes, if I am not ready, it's like, darn it, I'm not ready for it. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful reframe as well with yours, that urgency of how are you continually growing and developing that's healthy for you? Because the more you, like you said, the more you look for something, the more you're going to find something. And without that expectancy, without that that desire for something more, unfortunately, mediocrity and stagnation will continue to be in one's life. I think too, especially in this time in the world, in this time in being a human, where there can feel like there are a lot of things that maybe feel outside of our control. We don't know what's going to be going on in the world. Are there things where opportunities are going to be available to us or not? I mean, that's been something I know I've faced yeah. the past couple of years, more difficulty in traveling, um, uh, unable to travel. And and you could easily take when, when control feels outside of yourself. And that could be someone who's like, hey, I'm living to paycheck to paycheck. There's nothing I could do. Or someone who um, owns a company of 100,000 employees. The, the difference isn't so much the circumstances that you're in. It's where's your locus of control? Mm. Are you letting things in the outside yes, exactly. world control your ability to change or not? Or your ability on the inside to actually get creative and think about how can I look at this a different way? So for me, if it's been more difficult to go to Patagonia or Nepal, as an example, to do something that's just in my blood, I can think, well, what's in Montana and Idaho and Colorado and Utah and mm-hmm. California? California and and all these other states. And you realize one of the things that I'm really adamant about as I'm coaching clients is I want to make sure that as people are looking at making changes in their life or wanting to accomplish something in their life, we got to be really careful that it's not about just accomplishing the goal or doing a bunch of things, crossing off a bunch of to-dos and feeling successful by some quota Mm. they've met. It's actually much more about what is the feeling that you're cultivating within yourself, which will then fall into your life. So as I walk people through a 90 day journey or when they're an expedition with me and it's a 60 day journey, we accelerate it even further. I want to help them cultivate what is the experience that they want to live into every single day. And that's not so much about what you're doing. It's more about who you're being, right? Mm -hmm. So if you actually realize that you can fall more in alignment with who you want to be and get in more into that Mm -hmm. lane and not let other people's definitions hold you back, then what Whatever goals yeah. or opportunities or experiences happen, not only is it more seamless and more rewarding, but it's happening more because you're in alignment, right? You don't have to force the goal to happen. You don't have to push yes. it to happen, but it's getting in alignment with yourself and taking away those layers. That's where the key really happens, I think. Yes. Well, you and I could talk for hours. <laughs> we're going to be best friends, I know. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> 
I know, I've once our time is up. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, The 90 Day Life, How to Live More in Three Months Than You Have in Three Years, where would they find this information online? Two simplest ways is they could go to 90daylifebook.com. That'll take them directly to my book page. If they want to go into my world and learn more about my coaching, how they can help me connect on social, they can go to lv.world. And that's my name, E-L-L-E, the letter V, dot world. And they can step into my world and reach out to me there. Wonderful. Well, I highly endorse LV. So if my listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and you'll find all the information for L. L, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. James, thank you so much for having me. I love your energy and being able to vibe off of it. Thanks for the opportunity and for me to share my insights with your audience. It was my pleasure. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.